Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of Rooted Waves. I am super stoked for today's episode. I'm here with my very good friend, Bree. Um, 21 years old, just had a birthday, business owner, dog lover, and a very, very good friend. And I'm so happy I met you. And here is Bree. So hi, Bree. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So today um, we're going to talk about... Um, anxiety, depression, and therapy. Um, both of us have struggled in this um, for a good portion of your life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good portion of my life as well. And we just wanted to um, talk about it because I feel like it's not talked about enough and that mental health is very on the low, low-key side yeah. of things. And um, it's very, uh, if you have anxiety and depression, any sort of mental illness you know that it can be very controlling over your life and um we just want to bring awareness to it and bring some uh normalcy to it and yeah so i'm gonna ask Bree some questions and we're gonna kind of have a conversation around the questions both of us just saying like what we feel and just our opinions on things and stuff like that so first question ready yep okay does your family have a, a history of mental illness yeah, we do. You do? Not very. Um, some of it hasn't been, like, diagnosed. Some has. But I was, like, the first one to kind of be more open about it. Yeah. And then, like, some of my siblings have followed. Um, but, yeah, I do on both sides. Okay. So I, I do as well. Um, just, like, kind of short story um, with me is I actually reached out to my dad, like a, like, six months or something before I went to my first therapy session so I because like obviously like I don't know if all my listeners know but I didn't have like the greatest relationship with my dad but I was like going through life and I'm like what is wrong with me I'm like literally what is wrong with me it was like so consuming and I just felt like there was something like mentally like wrong with my brain I'm like like it was a battle for me like every day so I like called my dad one day and I'm just like hey um can you just tell me if you if you have like a history of like anxiety or like OCD or like anything like just give me anything you know and so um he he said that he ended up was in therapy when he was little he went once and never went back Mm -hmm. so yeah um I just like asked that question because like sometimes I feel like it's passed down Mm -hmm. from like generation by generation also a reason why I'm terrified to have kids because like yeah I don't want like my kids to have anxiety like I have anxiety Mm -hmm. same yeah yeah (laughs) so um second question um when did you notice it within yourself and then um when it started do you notice any like physical symptoms in your body Um, yeah, I noticed, well, I didn't personally, I just thought it was normal. Even still, I think, um, this is kind of like off topic, but to like explain it, um, when I was little, I knew that like something was weird. And then as I got older, um, I was in and out of mental hospitals and all that. And that's when I kind of like realized I was probably like in middle school when I realized like, okay, something's not right. Um, for anxiety, um, that was actually because I struggle with multiple mental illnesses. And for anxiety, I think that was the one that like was never that serious for me until like the past year or two. And then even like the past six months, I've been like, oh my gosh, like people's brains don't work like that. Like some things that I think I'm like, yeah, there's like, I didn't realize that not everyone thought that. So um, physical symptoms, I, uh, for anxiety, I get like physically sick. So like nauseous yeah like I get nauseous my like my chest is really tight um my stomach hurts and I feel like like if you have to call in for like a sick day that's how I feel when I'm like really anxious yeah I agree I notice it like when I'm going through anxiety or have like a higher level of anxiety I notice that my like brain like plays tricks at me like it makes me think that something is wrong in my body and it's not real like it is but it's not like it Mm -hmm. it, like it manifests in like certain places in your body like I like I never felt nauseous with my anxiety until this past year and I just I'm like how does this even because you get like when you have panic attacks you get so worked up and you're like 
you feel like you're about to have a heart attack. Yeah. And like it just like it's like a like a just a sensation that comes over your whole body. Mm-hmm. So that's like just for me that's just like the most scary thing to feel like you're not in control of like what like a trigger mm-hmm. can like do to your to your physical like body. Yeah. So I know that like I also have an issue with like um, like thinking stuff is wrong with me all the time. Do you do you feel that way or like um, medi- medically like related? Not really. No, that's not something I actually like. Usually think the opposite. I'm like, okay, I'm fine, and I could be like puking. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's wrong. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's just a normal. <laughs> just another spell. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing. Um, yeah. So I just, it's crazy how like your brain can just like trigger you to be into like just just feeling like shit. Honestly. Yeah, and that's one thing that I wanted to like say really fast too is that like people um that don't really like deal with mental illnesses or mental health and like they're the saying I hate the saying it's all in your head because obviously thank you for telling me that like they just don't get it but then those are also the same people that are like mind over matter so like if your head is that powerful that like you're telling people like oh mind over matter then it's that powerful to be that damaging and I don't think that some people if they don't experience it like they don't fully, even if they try to understand, they don't fully understand, like, what it's like to have that. Wow. Drop them nuggets, right. girl. Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. I'm like, yes, yes, I agree completely. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, So uh, how long has anxiety, do you, do you deal with depression as well? Yeah, I have, Um, I guess I should say everything I have. My whole list of stuff. <laughs> well, I had that down right? at the bottom, but we can go ahead and go there. Um, yeah, I have anxiety, um, depression, bipolar, PTSD, and body dysmorphia. Okay. So, yeah, I got a whole list going Wow, on. I didn't right. know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that has to be a lot mm-hmm. to deal with. Because I'm sure all of them have their, like, own specific, Yeah. like, triggers and symptoms and like all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but i i didn't know that about you yeah wow okay learning mm-hmm. learning new stuff um but so i know like i just deal with anxiety and um sometimes depression i feel like i'm not we don't really talk about depression in my therapy so that's why i feel like i'm I, i'm not like depressed depressed so mm-hmm. i don't know but i mean they go hand in hand really yeah. Um, so how long, um, have you had anxiety, depression? Uh, like how long has it been in your life? Um, since, I mean, I think always, I didn't have like the best childhood. Um, but I think middle school, probably like sixth grade was when it really started like bad. Yeah. Do you think like childhood, like trauma has a big, yeah, a big portion of why you experienced that in your yeah, life? Yeah. I think a lot of. I think that we forget how, like, impressionable kids are and how, like, who we are now has a lot to do with what who we were as kids and, and what we were around. And what how you were brought up, like, yeah. with your parents and, like, what they were experiencing at the time to, like, raise you in a certain way. Even though they tried their best to do what they could, like, it just, I feel like a lot of things come, like, stem from family or, like, the way you were raised mm-hmm. or, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, definitely, like, my anxiety, depression, um, communication, and body dysmorphia, I think a lot of it just was stemmed from, like, childhood things. Yeah, I think I think a lot of mine as well came from that now that I've been digging deeper into just, like, from, like, as far back as I can remember, just trying to think of, like, specific memories and, like, things that I've had to get some sort of connection mm-hmm. with like why I respond or like react in the way that I react mm-hmm. so like I've literally like I always go back and that's an, another reason why I had asked my dad like do you like do you have any th- like like issues with this or whatever just so I could con- have some sort of connection with with things because when you when you don't have that you just feel like you're alone mm-hmm. and you yeah. feel like you don't know where it's coming from so you're like you have that fear and you and you can't control it and like it's just like yeah I don't know my mom I think my mom had she always said that she had some like level of anxiety especially like through her 20s because mm-hmm. that's such a like 
like up and down stage of your life you're like yes Yes. she's shaking her head yes people (laughs) and you just like are trying to figure things out and it's just like but she said that she got past it obviously she still like worries about stuff every now and then but like um I mean I just think that you know like on my side I know that my that my mom and my dad and um my stepdad and my all my family have done what they you know thought was best Mm -hmm. so yeah what were wait we were we were talking about something and then i cut you off because i was like very passionate about that i don't remember i'm just listening to you yeah you gotta keep me on track come on yeah i'm not i'm not the good one for that oh my gosh so you said that you were in and out of the hospital yeah for just all of it or like yeah so i um I don't know if this is, like, a trigger warning or something, but I was, I was started self-harming at, like, 12, so that was in sixth grade, and then eighth grade is when my mom, like, found out, so I went to um, a um, mental hospital in eighth grade for the first time, and then my junior year, I um, had a suicide attempt, so, well, right before that, I was in um, a mental hospital for, like, two weeks, and then I got out, and then I had a suicide attempt, so then I went back in and then they sent me to a long-term facility so I was sent to Indiana for a while I just want to hug you lockdown facility I just want to hug you it was a lot junior year was bad oh my god I want to cry and hug you and just all the things (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is one reason why I wanted to like talk with you because I I knew like a little bit like that you what you struggled with but I didn't know it in all in in detail Mm -hmm. and I think it's super powerful that you are on here and talking about it because a lot of that is on like the hush hush. Like nobody yeah. wants to talk about the fact that they were self harming or whatever because that's hard. Mm-hmm. That probably is hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're stepping outside your comfort zone and really like putting light to the situation, it's like very empowering because you are now a, you're an overcomer. Mm-hmm. You're an overcomer of all the situations because like look at you now. Like I'm about to cry. Right. I'm about to cry. Oh my god. Because like you like. You overcame that in your life, and you're such you're such a light, and like I see it in everybody's like I just see it within you, and like like you're just such a powerful person Stop. right now. Like I'm so proud of you. Like you have your own business. Like you're 21. You're rocking it out. Like I'm just so proud of you. Okay, I'm gonna. We should have brought tissues. I know. Oh I my god. I don't cry. Like I'm not a crier, but like when other people cry, I'm like, <laughs> like don't look at me. I'm ugly crying right now. Kim Kardashian emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So wow. Backstory on Brie. Like wow. I, yeah, I just want to hug little you. history. Oh my gosh. So how was like? Can you like share? how your experience was with going into the hospitals and stuff. Yeah. So like, how did you feel like when you were there? It was terrible. It was, like, the worst experience of my life. But it also, like, I don't know. Um, Some facilities are different than others. So, like, the short-term facility I was at, like, we did groups and stuff, and it was okay. Um, The long-term facility, uh, there wasn't many options because of insurance and it's so expensive, which is a whole other topic. Um, But it wasn't the greatest experience. But, I mean, I learned from it. And I still sometimes, like, use the things that I learned in there. Um... So, yeah, it was it was a lot. I was, like, were they, like, like, I've never been into, like, a hospital or anything like mm-hmm. that. But um, did you, were you, like, treated well in there? Like, how, like, like, mm. what, <laughs> like, I'm about to be super transparent. Like, I never went to therapy because, like, I thought that they were going to put me into a, men- a mental institution. Like, that was, like, literally, like, one of my, like, a fear for me. Yeah. And so I was like, they're going to lock me up in an institution and I'm going to be like, it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. Like when I envision that, I think like they have like you in strains and like just yeah. like that sort of thing. And it freaked me out. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, the short term ones are a lot more lenient. The one I went to, um, I mean, it just depends. Like, so we have like the people that sit in the rooms with us and stuff like that. And the one, there was a few that were like super nice. Like they got me through it. They were the nicest people. Like they are people that should work there. Mm-hmm. And then there were people that like should not work there. Right. So like we had these things called like therapeutic holds. So if like someone went absolutely off the walls and they were like trying to hurt themselves or somebody, they would like put them in a hold and it was supposed to be like non-harmful, but there was certain like um workers there that you would hear like at night talking about how like they purposely were hurting them and like hurting the patients and um 
it was based on like a point system. You had to walk with your hands behind your back. So it was like a, I felt more like I was in jail oh than God. like a facility. Um, the first day I got there, because I drove from the short-term facility to the long-term facility with these two random people. Yeah. And I was so scared. So right when I got there, I threw up. I was so scared. Oh I was gosh. like, oh my gosh. And then like, there was just a lot of rules. Like you, if you didn't eat 50% of your meals because people there have eating disorders, you had to wear a helmet for humiliation, which I don't think is okay. No, not at um, all. So yeah, there was stuff like that. And then there was stuff that was good. Like my counselor there was good. Um, I had a few like of the people that watched us that were really good. Yeah. Um, but then there was just some parts of it that I was like, eh. I felt more like I was in juvie than a mental hospital. Right. So, cause like even there, like they... It's based off a point system, so I was always scared to be like, I'm not doing well today because if they see you cry or they see you act anyway, you know, you get time put on. And so I didn't feel like it was like I could be honest in there, which is a problem. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that with like their therapist or like when they're in those situations, because if you're like, yeah, I'm not doing good today, like you can have other things happen that when really you just need some help yeah so yeah being honest in there and trying to like actually talk to someone about how you were feeling was not the best or the easiest yeah probably I mean like because they probably thought of it as just like probably the bigger ones they probably just thought of it as like a job and not like like they just came to their Mm -hmm. job and just to get this get it done or whatever get the money that they're making but was it it was different for smaller like smaller like what am I saying small what is it the like the short term yes yeah they I don't think either of them were as helpful as they could be like the mental health systems need a lot of work um but they were they were nicer and they were more lenient like I didn't feel like I was in jail at the short ones yeah um but yeah they in terms of like helping people and therapy and they kind of just want to put you on all these different meds and then like that's the solution yeah instead of actually like getting to the root of it and um stuff like that so in terms of help I don't think that they're even like close to where they need to be for helping people right um yeah they need a lot is it kind of like kind of like babysitting yeah that's basically the short-term ones is what they do is they they sit there and they babysit you and you color all day long oh my (laughs) gosh really wow wow that's crazy so are you um did you, okay, so you're in the hospitals, but were you ever, like, did you ever go to, like, a therapist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in therapy. I started therapy at five, and then I had therapists on and off, and then when I got out of, like, the mental hospital, part of it was, like, you had to be in therapy. So I was in therapy till, like, six, no, probably, like, 17, 18. Yeah. And then um, I stopped going then. I haven't really found, I didn't really find one that I liked, um, except for when I was a kid. I really, I had a really good therapist as a kid that I liked. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a big part of, of therapy is finding somebody who you can connect mm-hmm. with and not just another person where they're judging you on like, or you feel like they're judging you or yeah. their techniques or however they do their therapy sessions, like don't connect with you as a person. Yeah. So are you in therapy right now? No, not right now. I just actually was I was supposed to have an appointment like a month ago and my insurance was they were trying to bill me like a huge amount yeah so we have to talk with our insurances which I just did the other day and then see um what to do which is another problem is how expensive it is like if you don't have insurance good insurance you're like paying a bunch of money out of pocket yeah so yeah I agree (laughs) I think I'm like thankful that I have insurance through my other job and that I can that actually was able to cover like some of it or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's that is it's so much money yeah. for like one session. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, if I didn't have insurance, like I wouldn't be able to be able to afford going to a therapist once a week because mm-hmm. it's super, it, it's expensive. Yeah, and I think that those those um, tools should be um, available for more people because I think a lot of people suffer from different things and that if they don't have the you know money to to do it that it they just they just suffer from it mm-hmm. and they can't they can't get help and like it's just it's just kind of sad if you think yeah. about it in that way it is yeah so you're not in therapy now um are you going to are you gonna think about going to therapy like are you is that in the future for you or are you good at a good a good space in your life where you think you can just manage with what you're going through or, or... no I definitely need it <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need to go again yeah yeah um so I'm just gonna touch on like my therapy so like I said 
I didn't start going to therapy until like a year and a half ago and I just out of the blue like literally searched on Google I was like therapist in the area like covering like through Blue Cross Blue Shield whatever and I came across this girl um she was out in Clarkson and I went and seen her and I was so nervous Mm -hmm. because that was like the first time like I had actually like like, I knew I had anxiety, but I didn't, like, I thought, like, I could go through life just, like, self-caring for the anxiety or whatever. But it got to a point where I was, like, dude, there's seriously something wrong in my head. Like, I literally need to go see somebody. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, um, I ended up going to therapy for the first time. And it was, like, you think that you're going to get there and it's going to be super awkward. But my therapist, like, I connected with her right away. Like, she's she's younger but um, she just is awesome. I love her so much. But she, when I went in, I literally was like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, it's going to be super awkward. It's going to be quiet. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, it's going to be weird. Whatever. I literally went in and like upchucked like my whole life onto her. And she was, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize like I was going to be like this talkative. Like when somebody is willing to like hear you out mm-hmm. on like things that you struggle with and like, and give you some connection with like why you may why you may be like that or whatever that I was like wow like like the first day she like diagnosed me with like ADHD and like which kind of makes sense because I feel like some of my family has ADHD um so I was like oh well that makes sense and then after I left I was like oh my gosh like I had ADHD like not that it was a good thing but it was like wow like answers it was an answer so I was like wow like I feel like better now and I was like whatever and then so I kept going like I kept going every week and like so she first diagnosed me with ADHD and then as she got to know me more and more and hear about the situations and like my way of thinking and the thoughts and like all this stuff she just said I just think you have because initially I thought I had OCD like I thought I was OCD and like just because I kept like having these like repetitive thoughts in my head and I'm like it was like a vicious cycle and I'm like feel like I'm going crazy because I'm like thinking these things in my head and I'm like I just wanted to like pull my hair out I'm like it's crazy and so I thought I had OCD that's why I went in and um and anxiety and but she said ADHD and then as she got to know me she's like no you literally just have like generalized anxiety like you have it like all the time like Mm -hmm. you have your highs and you have your lows like you have you have it so sorry we kind of went we kind of went down a loophole here I'm gonna get back on topic Mm -hmm. but um so um obviously you said you knew what kind all of the things that you had Mm -hmm. so what were they again I have um, anxiety, I have generalized, and I have social anxiety really bad. And then I have um, depression, bipolar, PTSD, and body dysmorphia. What's what's body dysmorphia? Um, it's like, that's probably my one that, like, debilitates me the most. Like, it's basically, it's like being insecure, but, like, way worse. So, like, you don't view, view yourself in, like, a realistic way um like your body so someone else could view you like a completely different way and you like sometimes you literally won't go out because of how you look or like you won't look in the mirror or you literally like there'll be days where like I have this whole fun day plan and like I get ready and I'm no I'm not going I will literally cancel like everything yeah so do you think that had do you think that had well were you diagnosed with that when you were young no not till I was older okay Mm -hmm. so I was gonna say well, I was going to ask if that was, like, a reason for, like, the self-harm sort of yeah. thing. I mean, I probably probably have had it for, like, a long time. I just thought, like, oh, you're just insecure. But, like, now that I'm older, it's gotten worse. So now that I'm older and I see other people and, like, I thought, like, I see people and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, like, insecure about this. But I have days where I'm like, dang, I look good. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have those days. So I was like, something's weird. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever had that day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you're beautiful, so you shouldn't you shouldn't feel that way about yourself. And um yeah, I just I never heard I never heard that before. Like just my main ones were like ADHD, OCD, um ADD, generalized anxiety, social anxiety. Like 
I just didn't, I didn't know what that was. So mm-hmm. I wanted you to explain because it's, I don't, I would like to learn. So yeah, it's kind of like when you go to the fair and like you go in those mirrors and they look and like, <laughs> that's what my brain is like all the time for me. Oh, oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it worse? You said it's worse now than it was when you were younger. Yeah, definitely the past, like probably since like sophomore or freshman year of high school, it started getting like pretty bad. Yeah. So why do you think, why do you think? you like what do you think triggered that for you I don't know to be honest was it like family like was your family like supportive of like you know like telling you like you know how like when you're a kid and like now it's like tell your kid praise and like Mm -hmm. tell your kid they're beautiful and like tell all that kind of stuff and just really bring like that to like light so it's instilled in their head when they're young Mm -hmm. like I I don't know if like, I can't think back to, like, a time like that for me, but, like, I know that, like, it's it was always encourage, like, cur- encouragement on my side with my family, so I never felt, like, like, I was always, like, proud of, proud of me. Like, no matter what I look like, I was always, like, it, I'm, I'm going to be mm-hmm. okay. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. I was, like, in high school, I was, like, called fat and stuff like that, but, like, that didn't get me down. Like, that the person that did that was just a wiener. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I always, like... No matter what, like, God made me the way I am, and, like, I, lo- I loved who I was as a person. So that's why it's it's cool for me to – not cool, but you know what I mean. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's cool to learn, like, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, even with mine, I didn't really start, like, researching it and, like, looking into it a lot and reading books on it until, like, the past year because I was like, okay, this is really bad. Like, I need to learn more about, like, what it is. And it's, a- like, it's actually, like, the same as, like – bipolar like a chemical imbalance in your brain yeah so um and it's like a that's a mental illness that just needs like a lot of like therapy and like retraining your brain yeah like cognitive therapy yeah so that's one thing that I have like I'm like okay one reason I really want to go back to therapy and my anxiety but because I know that's probably going to take like a while to like retrain my brain like really how to view myself so yeah yeah um have you like are you on medication Right no, now? not right now. No medication. I'm not on medication either. Um, my therapist, we talked about it a couple times, and she just says that you can't rework your brain with medication. Like, it's already, like, instilled in your brain. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, you have to, like you said, retrain your brain to not think certain ways or to yeah. – when you are thinking certain ways or a, a trigger comes on onto you, like, just rerouting and going down a different path and just, mm-hmm. like, all that kind of stuff. Um, what are you going to say? Wow, I totally draw blank. blank. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, so um, how have you overcame your anxiety, depression, or just your mental illnesses on your worst days, and what helps you get through it? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> good one, right? Yeah, I'm still learning. So for depression, depression was like my main issue for a long time, and I feel like now that's kind of like like I've gotten a lot better with that. Um. And kind of just, like, like self-talk and, like, rerouting my brain, like you said. And I, like, I have to tell myself, like, 50 times a day, okay, it's not going to ruin your day. You're fine. You can get out of bed today. Just do these three tasks and, like, you're fine. But um, with anxiety, that's something I'm still definitely working on, especially, like, social anxiety. Um I always want to, because I'm really hard on myself, which doesn't help any of my mental illnesses. Because like, you're, like, competitive. Uh, oh, yeah, and with myself. Like, like literally, and you, oh, have you high can standards. run up these stairs faster than you did yesterday. Like, free. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, my God. I just am very, like, hard on myself. So, like, I, I was telling myself for a long time, like, just do your best every day. That's all you can do. But then I realized that, like, I'm never satisfied with what my best is. So that just makes me, like, more... Like, it just brings me down more. So I always just tell myself, like, one day at a time, one thing at a time. Like, whatever you get done today, whatever you can handle. Because same thing with my anxiety. It's just something that, like, I know I need to push myself in order to, like, overcome it. But I know not to, like, push myself too much. Because then I kind of just, like, spiral. So if I know, like, I'm done with this social gathering, I'm out of here. Like, at least I win and I leave. So I kind of just, like, knowing my boundaries and just being easier on myself because I think a lot of my mental health stems from like me being so hard on myself yep I I I feel you on that one because I am the same way 
Um, we're constantly, when I go to my therapist, we're constantly talking about, like, she she pulls me back to see, like, bigger picture. Like, mm-hmm. bigger picture of what's going on your in, in your life right now. Because <clears throat> my anxiety <clears throat> manifests in, like, little things, like, within myself throughout yeah. the day. So, like, the, the negative thinking and the feeling like something's wrong with me or just, like, just just random spurts in my brain that are just like negative and so she's like she she like lays it out for me on a bigger picture and this is why I think that if you're not in therapy and you have anxiety or a mental illness or whatever that you're dealing with go go see a therapist or go get help because like they're they're um they're they went to school for that and like that is like they're able to help you, like, at, on a professional level, I feel like. But you just got to find the right one. Yeah, which um, can sometimes be, like, really discouraging because when you're at that place where you're like, I need help now, and you're finally ready to get help, and then, like, you try five therapists, and right. you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what? Is, what what's, why can I not find one that fits for me? Which has been, like, my problem. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, you're just being picky. But then, like – it's worth it to just keep going to find that one person, but it does get really like discouraging and stressful when you're like, Oh my gosh, I've been through five therapists this year and I cannot find someone. Right. So, but there is, there are going to be, there's going to be someone out there. Yeah. You just, you just have to really like take time and like, like find that specific one because Mm -hmm. once you find that one, I feel like it will be, it's so beneficial. I, I was lucky on my first try of finding a therapist because I connect with her and she's, she's amazing and I, like I said, she, every time I go in, she like, she pulls it up to be bigger picture for me because I'm so inside my brain and inside like my body and like what is happening within me. Reasons why I feel like I'm self-centered sometimes, but I'm not like, I'm just trying to get through it sort mm-hmm. of thing. But she like lays it out and she's like, Ashley, she's like, you have, uh, you opened a business you're now opening another business, you're getting married, like all these big things, and you're just like, okay, done, on to the next thing. That's literally me. I don't even celebrate, and everyone nope. meanwhile is like, oh my gosh, Brie, you just did this, and like, I don't even take a second to be like, Brie, good job. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I've been trying to do that the past two weeks. Like, I'll be driving, and I'm like, Brie, you're doing great. Yes! I never, <laughs> say that. I never say that to myself. I'm always like, Brie, you could have gotten this Sunday. But like, there's been times the past few weeks where I'm like, dang you're doing the damn thing like look at you (laughs) and then like but most of the time like I'll literally like hit a goal in my business or I'll open like strive or like things that I do that I've been working so hard for and that I was stressed and anxious about for months yep finally get them done and I do them good and then I'm like on to the next I don't even stop and like realize what I just did and then I'm anxious about the next thing and I'm like okay we got to do this we got to do this dude dude we are the same in that aspect like I I am the same way okay I'm like okay we got this this and this okay this this and this are done okay on to this this and this like I and like honestly like if you think about it like there's like I'm like why do I have this anxiety why do I have this depression why do I have this blah 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 well if you look at it you just opened a business. You're opening another business. You're planning a wedding. Like, why would you not I feel stressful? Say that. Yeah, you're crazy. Why <laughs> would you not feel stressed? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all these things, these yes. massive things and happening a in your life. Normal person, like without like mental illness, would be stressed doing what we do on a daily, and then we add like mental health on top of it, and we're like, well, I don't know why I can't do it. Well. I don't think anyone would be like normal but in my brain I just think I can take on so much same and I do but I like ruin my mental health as I do it same I'm like I'm doing it though I can do everything meanwhile I'm like crying in the bathroom (laughs) yes it's just like a never ending I have people tell me all the time they're like Brie I don't think you know how to live your life without being stressed or without being like go 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 like because I'll have Same. a day off and I'm like, you know what? Everything's done. But I'm like, I want to go do this, this, and this, yeah, and this. Yeah, I'm like, I could just relax. I could go like nope. watch a show or read a book and take a bath. And then I'm like, but I could get ahead. So yeah. I'm going to do things that yeah. I don't even need to do yet. Yeah, yep. I I feel you on that so, 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 so much. Because I just, I am the same way. Like if I have a day off, like when we were going through quarantine, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, let's <laughs> make a podcast. <laughs> Here's the birth 
of rooted waves. Here we go. Let's add one more thing to my list. It's like, it's fine. But like I was in quarantine and I was like, if I watch one more episode of Veronica Mars, I'm going to like just, I don't even know. It was horrible. I was like, I can't do this. Like my brain is not trained to be calm Mm -hmm. or to not have stress or to not have it constantly be running in circles. It's just not like that. It's a constant like, that sort of thing. Yeah, Allison, earlier we were just talking about that. I was like, I don't think I know how to live my life without like stress. But then it's like a double thing because I like overbook and I'm always doing all this stuff and I have all these goals and I'm stressed to the max. I'm full of anxiety. But then if I'm not doing anything, I have anxiety. So I'm like, where's the balance? This is weird, right? (laughs) It's so weird. Why? Why do I feel like I need to have? And then like if you if you like like if you don't have it and you're like okay now what can I worry about yeah yeah what why am I not worried right now what are you missing what are you forgetting today and then that's when I'm like looking and like I'll like like the other day like I had nothing to worry about but I was like I was like I was like not stressed and I didn't have anxiety and I was good for a minute and like I was driving and I like started like I like put my hand on my neck for some bizarre reason <laughs> just to do it and I like felt a bump and I'm like oh my god I have to go to the doctor I'm calling my mom I'm calling Tony like dude there's something on my neck and now it gets to manifest my anxiety and all of my energy into this stupid thought about this bump on my neck yeah. and it went away but it's fine like you know what I mean it's fine now it's fine now like I I have lived like my life just like always in a state of like worry or fear and that's sad and I'm not trying to be that person because Mm -hmm. like I feel like (sighs) the best way for me to explain this my anxiety is like I feel like I'm at battle like with myself all the time all the time and and so like I'm a very spiritual person are you spiritual Mm -hmm. okay so like I'm gonna explain it and you tell me if you if you get like what I'm throwing down so Battle with myself, I feel like I have my brain. My brain is in this normal world where, like, all these bad things happen and all this negativity and all these things, right? So you have – your brain is like a sponge where you can absorb, like, all this stuff. Like, you know, negative self-image or whatever it may be or, like, anxiety, whatever. So you have your brain and then you have your spirit where it feels like you're at a battle with them because you know that – you know that God has got you and you know that, like – you're going to get through it. Like you're going to get through your worst days. Like you have that faith and your spirit and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like when I'm worrying and being all up here with the negative stuff and all the anxiety and all this stuff that I know better and like I'm battling my spirit, like it's spirit and my brain. Like, cause my brain is in this world, like mm-hmm. in this natural world where all this bad stuff happens. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like it's a constant thing. And I feel like also when you have so much going on like so you have like different I always think of it as like different buckets like you have like your business bucket and you have like your friendship bucket and you have your um like spiritual bucket and you have your um like family and friends and like all these things okay Mm -hmm. and you're doing your best to like manage them all Mm -hmm. but like you give more attention to a certain area in your life and all the rest of them fall yeah barely like you'll barely put more effort in in one and you're like oh my gosh I just missed this like date with one of my friends like what what's going on that's how I am and I want all of them to be like full all the time so I also don't say no because I'm like oh I have to fill this bucket I haven't spent enough time with my friends oh I haven't been up to strive in a day I need to go up there oh my family I haven't seen them either in like two days <laughs> and yeah and so like you have all these bu- buckets that you're trying to juggle And it's just, like, on top of that, having, like, the anxiety, like, gives you, like, a sense of guilt because you're not doing, like, everything that you should be. But in reality, like, you just just have to, like, I want to say, like, manage them. But at the same time, like, when you have anxiety, you can't. I feel like you can't manage manage them Mm -hmm. because you're just so, like, over here and you're so over here and you're so over here and there's all these things. And that's the thing with being a person who's always on the go. Yeah. Because you don't have time to, like, like sit, sit aside for certain things, which you should sit aside for. Yeah. Like, it's important for me to be, like, like for a while, I was, like, so into, like, sp- my spirituality. Like, going to church on the, on the weekly. Like, reading the Bible. Doing personal development. Like, and I know I'm my best self, like, when I'm doing those things. Like, that. And then, like, working out and, like, eating good. Like, it's all these things. But then you have... 
like so much other stuff going on and you let them fall and you're like crap like yeah I don't want my best self when I do all these things but I'm not gonna do these things because like there's all this other stuff and then you just feel like crap and I feel like with especially people like us we put the the buckets that benefit us the most and that we need for our mental health we put those last in order to fill Amen, girl. yeah in order to fill buckets that like like they're still beneficial like hanging out with your family and like business and all of that and they're still beneficial to us but they're not like like they're things that we need for our mental health and like that make us a better person that we put aside because oh, I'll be fine. I'll yeah. deal with it. I'll, I yep. don't need that because that's for me. Yeah. And like everyone else needs something. Yeah, exactly. So I need to do that first. And exactly. Like, I always do that. I'm like, okay, I need to work out. And I'm like, well, I promised this person I'd do this or I promised yeah. I would do this. And so I don't do it. But you would never like say the opposite. I wouldn't, well, me, I would never be like, oh, well, I have to cancel on you today because I need to read a book. Yeah. Like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But I'll cancel like on myself all the time for other people. Right. And like, like I was saying, like, you know, the things that make you feel okay about yourself and feel like better and just, just so you can have like a clear brain and like not have that negative energy and all that kind of stuff. Like, for me, it's, like, what I said, like, going to church, doing doing personal development, eating good, working out, whatever. Because, like, I just feel better when I do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Tony knows – like, Tony even knows that. Like, I was, like, literally, ha- like, having a day, and he's, like, you know what you have to do to, like, be- feel better, right? And I'm, like, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to do – like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm going to do all this other stuff that's not going to help me, but I it's fine. Say, I have a million things to do. Do any of those include helping you because you're, like, freaking out right now? No, they don't. <laughs> it's My fine. list does not include that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So – where are we at here? Oh, how you, I asked how you overcame anxiety. So what things do you do for yourself? (laughs) She scrunches her nose. (laughs) What things do you do for yourself that make you feel good? Should I say? Um, it's tough talking about that kind of stuff isn't it you're like and you're putting on the spot and you're like freak I can't think of anything I know (laughs) I have to think yeah I think like this is like goofy but in order for me to feel better like if I'm hanging out with my dog buddy if I take him for a walk I know buddy (laughs) you famous Um, I know if I'm like gonna take him for a walk like that is my relaxing time like hanging out with buddy taking him for a walk just going on a walk in general or I like like painting there's like little things that would literally take me an hour out of my day to like de-stress and like take care of myself but I just don't fit them in that much right so um so those things make it better for you when you're having a bad day right yeah um so what are things that make it worse a lot um <laughs> over I think just overworking myself and um not being able to say no or do you have helium hand shout out Sue Carter if you're listening to this because she always used to say Ashley you have to stop having a helium hand where when somebody asks you to do something it raises up to the sky like a freaking balloon yeah so I have a problem saying no to people so like I over schedule myself and then like I over like and then I get stressed out I overbook and um other things that make it worse are like being so hard on myself with things that's why i asked you like five times today are you sure are you sure because no, like- i was actually <laughs> i was actually excited to do this today and i've been talking about it and i was like i'm so scared but i'm kind of excited yeah i'm happy that you came on because this is gonna this is gonna help a lot of people especially with like just just if they are struggling with any mental illness you know yeah um but so I just wanted to put a plug in here because um we're obviously sitting at your business Strive Nutrition and Commerce um you want to tell them a little bit about what it is yeah so it's a nutrition club so um we do um protein shakes protein coffee energy teas um and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> hang out and do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and she's right next to Dogtopia, so she loves it. Oh, my gosh. It's like this space was made for me. Yeah. Literally what you- dogs all day in the parking lot. <laughs> You're, like, looking out the window. Like It's wow. hard to do my job. Like, I'll be mid-making a shake, and a dog walks past, and I'm like, 
What was that? Oh my god, I'm there to like pet it and stuff. I'm like, okay, go back to work. Go Come back to here, work. Let me pet you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um things have been going good here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just tell them exactly where you're located so they know. I'm at um three zero five zero Union Lake Road, um, suite eight D. So we're right next to a hair salon and Dogtopia. We're kind of in the corner. Um, and it's in a plaza with a kickstand brewery. Yeah, boy. You guys got to come check it out. It's amazing. It's super cute in here. It's yellow and it's vibey and it's happy and I love it so much. So, yeah, it is so cute. that's where we're recording from today. So I thought that I would uh, throw it up in here. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> okay. Um, so if somebody was struggling with any sort of mental illness, what tips would you give them to like what did I say what yeah what tips would you give them um to talk to someone literally anyone because I feel like sometimes with mental illnesses you can feel so alone and it's not even because it's uncommon it's because it's not talked about enough like you could be in a room and everyone in the room could have you know a mental illness and every single one of those people are thinking that they're all alone but everyone in that room can have it yeah so I think talking to people um getting help, figuring out like what works for you. Um, that would be my biggest advice and just taking it day by day because it can be exhausting. It can feel like, oh my gosh, like this is never gonna like get better or I don't know how to fix this, but taking it day by day, literally hour by hour, um, and getting with people who make you feel safe. Cause I don't even think it's just about talking about it. I think that it's everyone's job to make everybody feel safe to talk about it. Agreed, agreed. And not weird or yep. uncomfortable. Just because something doesn't apply to you um, or you don't struggle with it doesn't mean that it's not serious and that it's not happening. So I think it's everyone's job just to be nice and to be open and listen and make people who are struggling feel safe to come to you. Right. And when they do come to you, if it's something that is like not normal for you necessarily, that you should still just be a listening ear. Because I know half the time for me, whenever I, for me, like I have a double edged sword because like sometimes I like to like tell people how I'm feeling. So I feel like it's out, it's out of my brain. Mm -hmm. And then on the same time, like if I talk about it, then I give it more power and I don't want to talk about it. So, like, I guess I pick and choose my battles on what I say and what I don't say. Yeah. But I feel like I um, am very, like, communicative when it comes to, like, thoughts in my head just because I don't want to feel, like, weird. Mm -hmm. So I have to, like, say them. And going to therapy or having, like, people in your life who are a safe space for you, when you have that, um for like no judgment <clears throat> because some of the stuff I like say out of my mouth I'm like is this really Girl, coming out you are crazy yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't even want to say it because I just feel like ashamed and like mm-hmm. guilty and like all these things that I'm thinking in my head and like I don't want to feel like that so my outlets were my mom and Tony mm-hmm. just like I have anxiety like I need to like I have this bad thought in my head like I need to get it out like I can't like I have to like say it and so initially, that's why I started going to therapy because I didn't want to like put all of that onto them because honestly, like love them to death, but they're not gonna they're not gonna give me what I need. Yeah. As far as like professional help. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's why I started going to therapy. Also, um, before therapy, um, like back in like 2018, this is also a plug. <laughs> Shout out Mount Zion because they have life enrichment classes um, throughout the week. They have substance abuse, they have anxiety and depression, they have healing for women, they have like so many classes for free. And so um, they were having them at the Oasis, I don't know if it changed the name, but it's on, it's in Orion on um, Baldwin. So I was going to the life enrichment classes for anxiety and depression and I felt like that was my first stepping stone um, as far as feeling like I wasn't alone because it was a group mm-hmm. and they talked about like all these things and how, it w- how things are connected and how the brain works and all these things. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like, I, like, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things mm-hmm. is like feeling like you're just the only one in the world who has thoughts in your head or only, yeah. you know, you just feel like that yeah. and it's good to not, and it's good to have a support system who 
can just be there for you saying like no like hello like you're you're not alone in in the situation so I think that was I think you know I loved going to that class and like learning mm-hmm. and they like gave you like a to- like a tool like a mental like toolkit of like okay this happens this is what you gotta do I'm like okay got it and that worked for a while mm-hmm. but then like obviously life happens and situations happen and you have to maneuver through mm-hmm. and you're just like what what do I do? Like I have anxiety about this, have depression, what whatever it is, and you're like just trying to maneuver maneuver through it. So it got amplified, and so that's why I ended up going to therapy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one knows what they're doing. No. People that think they have it all together, and like you look at them and you're like, wow, your life is nice. None of us know what we're doing. Right. We are literally all just winging it. Right. Just go with the flow. I'm going to tie in last podcast because Tony was just like, go with the flow. And I was like, what is that? Go with the there flow. We go. go with the flow. Go with the flow. That's what we say. Um, so do you do personal development? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what recommendations do you have for that? Oh, I probably should look this up. Okay. Because I... You got your phone? Yes. You go first. Oh. (laughs) Okay. She threw it back at me. Okay. So, podcasts. I love Ed Milet because he has different speakers coming on and, like, talking about just different subjects. Um, Love using the Bible app on the phone because they have plans. Um, You can, like, search, like, different things or whatever, and they'll have plans where you can do with, like, your friends and you guys can, like, read, like, a devotional and then go through, like, chapters of the Bible and, like, wrote what you learned or whatever it may be. I am not a book reader. I've tried and I've tried. Really? Dude, I, I can't do it. I tried and I tried. I tried to read books and I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I, I love podcasts. Hence, yeah, I like podcasts. Hence the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't guess it. <laughs> yeah, and I just, um... And what other stuff do I do for personal development? Like, um, working out, I would count as personal development. Um, music, I really, like, when I'm in moods, like, music literally saves my life and pulls me out because I'll be, like, in the car, like, super, like, hep- like anxiety, whatever. Like, the one time I, my first, my worst panic, panic attack, oh, my God, it was just so bad. Like, I had it ate in throughout the day. And my, like, I feel like my sugar was low and I was like super like anxious and I was worrying about something. I was in the car and I didn't feel safe. So the car for me is a trigger. Oh, I I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was driving home and I literally had Tony on the phone and I'm like, Tony, like, can you stay with me on the phone? Because I don't feel safe right now. Like, I literally don't feel safe. And he's like, yeah. So I'm like super close to home. I'm still on the phone with him. And so I hang up the phone and I'm like, I'm like, I think I'll be good or whatever. So I hang up the phone. As soon as I hung up the phone, I went into like a straight panic mode. My arms locked at the wheel. I felt like I was in like a tunnel where everything was blurry. My heart was beating out of my chest and I was like frozen in time. And it was like the most scariest thing in my life. I somehow got to our road and I called Tony on the phone and I pulled into our driveway and I was like, Tony, like I'm having a heart attack. Like, I'm having a heart attack. And he's like, what? Where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, I pulled into our driveway, put the car in park, and I, like, literally swung the door open, jumped out of the car, and was, like, a hot mess crying because, like, I had a serious panic attack. And that was, like, one of the first, like, things. And he's like, you're just having a panic attack. You're not having a heart attack. Like, just, you know, whatever. And he just, like, tried to, like, coax me out of, like, like feeling that way but once it hits your body you're done like like you're like it's full-fledged like I feel like breathing has a lot to do with that too yeah so like deep breathing and like meditation and like all that kind of stuff so what was your personal development well I paint I I suck at painting no I suck like I can't even draw a stick figure but I love (laughs) it like when I paint I like forget about everything yeah and then I like walks but I started listening to this one thing and I can't find it but it's um on YouTube and they have like guests like this come on and yeah. they do like mindful podcasts mm-hmm. kind of, well like a YouTube video I guess but it's like mindfulness and um they have a few other ones too but I listened to one probably like a week ago and it was all on like um oh, I thought there was a bug on me sorry <laughs> <laughs> um it was like all about like being like mindfulness and grounding 
And I feel like when I'm anxious, like stuff like that, that's like talking to me. Like, you know, some people have those smooth little voices. Yeah, and you're those like, smooth little voices. Yeah, because when I'm talking to myself, I can't listen to myself. So I that doesn't help me. But yeah, I listen to those. And I kind of just jump around with different things I listen to. Some of them are on YouTube. Some are on TikTok. TikTok. Right. <laughs> and then um, I, f- I have a few um, Instagram ones that I follow. And most of them have YouTube pages. And then just walks and yeah. is painting. working out a release for you too or no not um, really kind of I have to do it outside because the gym is like an anxiety filled like I won't go to the well, gym yeah it would be that would make sense because like you're self-conscious yeah. of things right yeah and then I have social anxiety so like any people <laughs> you're like, like eh. my social anxiety is to the extreme like when I go to stores I count the cars so I'll drive up and down the aisles counting the cars yeah. and it'll be 10 cars so most of those are workers but in my head I'm like oh no, I am not going in there. And I'll sit sometimes in the parking lot of like Meyer for two hours. And I'm like, okay, go in. Go I in. hope and you then did I leave. not. I yeah, hope you no, did I do not. all really? the time. Yes. Oh my and gosh. And then it'll like an hour or two will go by and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going in and I'll leave. Like it was pointless, oh but I just cannot go in. Well, like you're still like you're like you feel like you're overcoming like some of that though. Like yeah. you feel like like with certain things that you do, like your personal development and just like whatever it may be that help you, do you feel like you're at a better place? Yeah, I think that I'm better at, like, overcoming things and calming myself down. Because, like, even here, like, with how bad my anxiety was, I would never have opened here before. Just because I, like, did not have, like, the confidence to do it. I didn't want a job where I had to talk to a bunch of people, and that's all I do here. Right. But, like, I've overcome a lot with that and with just, like, pushing myself in different areas that where I know I can do it if I just take it like one step at a time. Yeah. But them grocery stores, I'm not doing it. <laughs> She's like them grocery stores. I oh. will not do it. Oh my gosh. Um, and then uh, do you think nutrition and mental illness go hand in hand? Um, does it make a difference when you um, feel your body with like good nutrition and versus like junk? Yeah. Yeah, I think you overall just feel better when you eat better right like you still obviously struggle because mental illness is mental illness but I feel like when you eat better and just as a whole you think better when you eat better so you are able to just deal with whatever you're dealing with a lot easier and your body feels better so then you're not worried about your body feeling like crap too because that's not an issue so yeah I think and working out um, definitely. I feel like that's a lot of people's go-to with their mental health is Me. working out. That's yeah. one of my main ones is working out. And when I don't do it, I just, and you get like in a hole, mm-hmm. it's like so freaking hard to come out of, but you know that it makes you feel better. So you just like have to do it and you have to stick with it. And like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, like it's battle. It's one of those things where like, once you get there and you're doing it, you're fine. It's just going getting and there. doing it. You're like, oh my gosh, you dread it. And then you do it and you're fine during it. And then afterwards you feel great. It's just literally that one part before. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, but yeah. So wow. We actually talked for an hour. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud. High five. We did it. (laughs) Yeah. So anything else you would like to say before we end this thing? I don't think so. Yeah. Did you have a good experience? Yeah, it was good. That was pretty easy. I'll come on again. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like talking? Yeah, it was good. She overcame her her uh, little fear of it because she was like i'm freaking out and i'm like dude chill it's gonna She's be fine out microphones like i feel like i'm on like fox 2 news or something i'm getting scared <laughs> you're like actually fancy oh, i'm bougie yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> i don't even know what that means we're setting this up like so like last minute I you're know. doing pretty good i know i got headphones but one of them weren't working so i still have to figure that out but yeah the microphones last time weren't working for some weird reason, like I didn't have this set up, but mm-hmm. now they're setting up so I can see like the the waves of the voice hmm. because last time we didn't have this. Oh, so what if it just didn't record anything? You didn't know. <laughs> I was like, well, hope and pray that this works. And so it did, which was fine. So that's really all we have today. I hope that you guys um, took some nuggets away from this. Definitely present in both of our lives. And so we thought it was... Um, something powerful to just talk about um this could be like a three like uh, segment session because like 
I feel like every like person that I want to interview for this sort of thing is like they have different perspective on things and different things have happened in their life. And so I think just getting an all around like um, perspective on different things. Mm -hmm. That is what that is what I want for this is I want like I want people to be able to listen to it and then like be able to relate to and to like if like like if it pushes them to like go to therapy or like get help or whatever it may be bringing light to the situation is just like super important for me because like like I was saying like like crave is a vessel for me to like talk to people this is a vessel for like Mm -hmm. outreach sort of thing so if I can do that and like have other people like you on and like be able to like share their stories I think that's that's something powerful yeah it's good to get different perspectives too because with mental health there's so many different mental illnesses and within every mental illness is a million different like um symptoms and stuff like that so not one person experiences a um mental illness the same right yeah i agree so i'm just gonna throw the helpline in here for mental illness so 1-800-662-HELP and that's uh, 4347 helpline once again 1-800-662-HELP-4347 so I hope you guys have a great weekend thank you again Bree. you're welcome um, and we'll see you soon on the next episode stay groovy